Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. with you how to live out your calling in 2023, how to live out your calling in 2023, and uh, we all know that we've been called, uh, but how do we live it out? Uh, And I want to suggest to you that 2023 could be the best year of your life, uh, and it can only get better. And so it's not a pop psychology sermon, but to actually live out what God has ordained for you. Uh, for your life this year. I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, it feels like 2022 uh, was a year that we went through a car wash on a bicycle. And uh, we've come out with some scratches that uh, are quite tender, and they've not healed yet. And now this fat guy in the front tells us to uh, go and try and live out our calling when uh, it feels like we're still in the car wash. So how do we live this out? Well, I want to share with you uh, five verses from Romans chapter 12, uh, first from the New International Version and then uh, also from uh, the message. And so it says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. The message says it this way. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you, take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering, embracing what God does for you in the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace, it's important that you do not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. 
The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what He does for us, not by what we are and what we do for Him. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelous functioning parts in Christ's body. And so one begins to ask, who am I? It's January 2023. And as we begin another year, it provides us with a chance to do things over again. Perhaps a, a fresh start uh, in this new year. Uh, these opportunities to wipe the slate clean from some of the things that we did in the past. And to actually say, I want God to come and invade my life, to penetrate my heart and mind, and to take over what he wants me to do in my life. And so, this is a great opportunity to set new goals, to do things differently for him. And perhaps as we begin to do that, uh, we begin to realize what God has called us to. And so there are two beautiful words, the word klitos, uh, which means to be called. And so he has called each and every one of us. If you're not a pastor in a church or a worker in a church, then he's called you to be fulfilling the calling that he's placed upon your life, wherever he has placed you. To grow wherever he has planted you. Because while we sit here this morning, there is a calling on each of our lives. By virtue that we are in Christ, we are called to be followers of him. And so there is this invitation, this appointment that he has on your life and on my life. And as he calls us, he wants us to fulfill that calling and to live it out. Not to just coast along and say, as long as I can make it into heaven by the skin of my teeth, cool. As long as I'm in the little corner. No, that's an insult to God. You want to enter in and you want to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you've lived out your life and the fullness of the calling he has placed upon your life. The other word there, charis, is the word grace and gift and the benefit that he has called us to. And so when, when we read Romans chapter 12, we realize that it's not because of our good looks or what we've done to, to be part of the kingdom of God. It's because what he has done for you and for me. He has come and I'm not going to get into the big theological debate whether he's knocked on my heart or I knocked on his heart, his door, whatever, to enter the kingdom of God. But as God comes and reveals himself to you and to me, so he has placed a calling on our lives. If we are in Christ, we have a calling. And God wants to fulfill that calling in our lives. And so, as you begin to live your life with a calling that God has placed on you, we begin to try and impact the society that we're living in. We try and make a difference. And so that last uh, statement there on the PowerPoint, what you share, you keep, what you keep, you lose. I want to try and help you to discover what your calling is 
but also to begin to go and share it with those you come into contact with. Because if you keep it for yourself, you will lose it. Because God has blessed you and blessed me to be a blessing. As early as Genesis chapter 12, he said to Abraham, Abraham, I will lead you. And I want you to be a blessing. As I've blessed you, I want you to go and bless others. Another way of putting it is the reason for the filling is the overflow. And so God fills you. He calls you. uh, He equips you to go and become a blessing. Whatever it is that he has called you to. And so if you're not called to be (laughs) uh, intricately involved in this church, which he calls all of us to be It's also to fulfill your calling outside of Lakeside. And so as he calls us, what is he saying to you and to me? I think a couple of points. Number one, examine your life so far. Examine your life so far. And what I mean by that is be honest with your past. Say, well, in 2022, I could have done more. I could have given more of myself. Or you know what? I nearly killed myself in giving of myself in 2022. I need to slow down. And so whatever it is that God has called you to, be honest and look at your past because it will help you choose what you need to be involved in in 2023 wisely. And so whatever it might be, God will not lead you to a place where he wants you to hate what you're doing. He's not going to call us so life can be drudgery. Oh, there's a life that I've been called to be a Christian. Woe is me. Life was better when I was not a Christian. Folk, that's not Christianity. That's drudgery. And so God calls us to experience his grace. Remember, the root word for grace is the same root word for joy. He has called us not to be smiling pawpaws 24-7, but to experience his very presence in our lives. And as we experience his very presence, he equips us to fulfill the calling he has placed upon our lives. When you begin to discover your gift, your appointment in the things of God, and you're passionate about that call, I suggest to you that you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. Because your gift and your calling with passion, you have a massive purpose to fulfill in the kingdom of God. And so whatever you're doing, whatever God has called you to examine it. Well, last year I didn't do too much in the church. Well, great opportunity to say, well, I didn't do too much. This year I want to be more involved. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to put tables out in the foyer with all the different ministries in the church. Let me give you the heads up. I encourage you to start praying now where God wants you to be involved in. We want no person doing two things until everybody is doing one. Scary stuff. Let me scare you some more. We want nobody doing two things until everybody is doing one. Do one small thing for the things of God. Whatever ministry calls you to, get involved and you'll begin to see uh, how God begins to use you in his kingdom. And so, but to that first point, whatever it is that God has called you to, take that step of faith. Last week I spoke about that faith like a mustard seed. Cast it out and see what God does with that faith because he wants to use you and to use me 
for His kingdom. And friends, I'm not talking about just the Sunday morning here at church. I'm talking about being involved in the basketball, in, in the other activities of this church. There is a lot to do. And guess what? When you're a volunteer, there's even free coffee. And so one of the perks to prepare you for heaven. Uh, and so as we begin to, to do things, begin to pray that God will use you, that God will um, you know, use you this year, but examine your life, whatever it is. Secondly, take a fresh look at yourself and God's purpose for your life. It's a God-given purpose. Elizabeth O'Connor said, we ask to know the will of God without guessing that his will is written into our very beings. We perceive that will when we discern our gifts. And so he has gifted, he has graced every single one of us. Every single one of us. And so as he calls every single one of us, it might be with some sort of gift that the other, no other people have got. Can I uh, give you an illustration? Rob, I know that you're brilliant at graffiti. <laughs> no. Um, he's a brilliant artist. And so to use his gift in the kingdom of God to, to design things. There are other people who are excellent in other areas. And so to use that gift, that purpose that God has called you to, to discover what he has for you. And you know what? It's a unique purpose that he has placed upon your life. And we want you to uh, use that purpose for the kingdom of God. I'll never forget, uh, all Greek boys, when they grow up, uh, they are encouraged to become doctors or lawyers. Asked to think to become a, a doctor. Uh, and so uh, when I was in year 12, uh, no, in year 11, they said I should go and do a counseling and careers course. Uh, it's a test that you do that helps you to discover uh, your purpose and your talents in life and uh, can help you in choosing your career. And so I went and did it. And it's interesting because the two things that I was going to be the best at, according to this uh, counseling and careers test that I did, was to be a priest and a school teacher. But you know what? Being a good Greek boy, I thought I'll study law. Went to uni, failed so badly doing law, came out of uni, had to do army, and then felt the strong call of God on my life. And guess what I am today? I teach, I lecture, and I'm a pastor. So God will equip you and equip me to accomplish our God-given purpose. And so I encourage you, begin to ask questions about your gift, your passion. Point number one was to examine your life. Point number two, take this fresh look and say, God, what do you want me to accomplish? Try and understand your life. Make a list. Oh, not on my phone. Sit down with a pen and a paper, a pen and paper, and write down what you feel your passions are. Because as you write them down, you make them more concrete for yourself, but also for God. And as you begin to do that, you begin to identify things that energize you and that you're passionate about. 
And you begin to see as you pray over this piece of paper and say, God, guide me and lead me where you want me to be. Whatever this task is, as you ask God to guide you and lead you, see what God does and how he uses you to accomplish his purpose for your life. And you begin to look and you ask, God, what do you want me to be involved in? What do you want me to be involved in? And so you begin to understand who you are and where God leads you, and you begin to do something small. And folk, as you begin to take that first step, you begin to see what God does. And he uses you to accomplish his purposes. And as he uses you, you're able to go, God, you uh, get the rightful glory because you designed me this way and I want you to get the glory. And as you sit here this morning, I want to encourage you, write those things that you're passionate about on a piece of paper, five of them, ten of them, whatever they might be, and say, God, where do you want me to be involved? Here at Lakeside, uh, in the marketplace, in my vocation, Wherever it is, God wants to uh, use you to get uh, his glory from your life. Thirdly, plan some time alone with God. Plan some time alone with God. In other words, schedule time out. That means we have to switch our phone off. God forbid, God forbid, since I've ever bought it, I've never ever switched it off, you might say. Well, this is a great opportunity. Excuse my sarcasm. Switch your phone off and say, God, I'm going to spend time with you. And I want you to reveal your plan and purpose with me. In other words, get acquainted with God. Interact with him. Ask him what you want. And can I say this? You might even enjoy it. And as you do that, specifically asking God to direct your path in 2023, to allow him to reveal his purpose for your life, so he will do it. You see, you need to spend time with him and to read his word. To read his word. Remember I read Romans chapter 12. Uh, the first couple of verses to you. In fact, just e even in the, in the first uh, two verses, uh, we found something extremely profound. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, come, uh, the King James says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So you have this presentation. God, I come and I give you my life. I give you all of who I am. Every room in my life, as it were, not some of the secret things that I'm hiding away that God, other people can't see. Only you can see. No, I give you all. So you present your body, presentation, as a living sacrifice. Secondly, it says that do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. So as you come and you present your life before God, so he transforms you. The Greek word there is metamorphosis, where we get the English word metamorphosis where he changes you to change your thinking. In other words, in our context, to direct your path in the right way you want to go. Now, I'm not encouraging you to change your career. If that's God's plan for your life, go for it. 
but as you begin to zoom in to what God calls you to do, so you begin to discover. As you spend time with him, you have this presentation, then you have the transformation where he changes you, you and metamorphosizes you, if you like. And then what does it say here? It says, there'll be this renewing of my, your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so first, you have presentation. Then you have this transformation. And thirdly, you have this realization. His good, and pleasing, and perfect will will. But friends, where does it come from? Well, it comes as we present our lives and spend time with him. In other words, we need to crack the pages of this book called the Bible. Because God reveals himself, as I said last week, predominantly in two ways. Firstly, through nature, what we call general revelation or natural revelation, the sunsets, creation, those things. He, pres he reveals himself to us that way. But he also reveals himself through his word. We call that special revelation. And so he speaks through those beautiful sunsets. He speaks through nature. But he has a special message for you and for me. A special message. And that comes through the reading of his word. Because you will have read something so many times, but this, this specific time that you're looking for something, that you're seeking something, he will speak to you and to me in a special way. And you will know that you know that you know that that's what God is saying. And as you do that, you begin to put it into practice. And so we ask God, after we've meditated on his word, and after he's communicated that to us, we begin to... Uh, sit on that word, to ponder on it, and then to act it out, to live out that calling that he uh, speaks to us about. Fourthly, and finally, we need to take responsibility for making that plan to discover and live out our calling, to live out and discover our calling. That great uh, St. Augustine said, that we should pray as though everything depends on God, but we should act as though everything depends on us. Let me say that again. We should pray as though everything depends on God and work as though everything depends on us. In other words, to take that step of faith, whatever God has laid on our hearts, to take that step of faith, to go and inquire about it, to actually take action with what God has placed on our hearts, and to discover this, this living calling that he has for us, this, this passion that he longs to use us, to break out of our shell so he can uh, use us for his honor and for his glory. And when should we do this? Well, now I suggest to you, now. It's almost the end of January, by the way. And so if we don't do it now, then we're going to get to the end of the year and you might hear this big fat guy next year again say, well, you know what, discover your calling in 2024. Delay is decay. Delay is decay. Put it into practice now. Seek God's plan and purpose for your life now. And so write down those actions and begin to take steps to work them out. 
Go and inquire about them, as I said. Go and find out what is God saying. And if God closes one door, he will open another door. When you go and knock on that one door, and it does not open, and it's a no, that's good news, because God's got a better door for you to go through. No is also an answer. And then I think it's important to find somebody, a companion, that you can share this with. That you can share what God is saying in your life. Because as, uh, as you share it with somebody, they can confirm it or they can actually say, you know what, you're barking up the wrong tree, mate. You're barking up the wrong tree. Or they can say, you know what, I, I feel that God is, is saying exactly the same. And I would affirm what God is saying to you. And so you, you find somebody who can help you on this journey because we're never supposed to do it on our own. Tim Hansel says this, although the journey to live our calling is a personal pilgrimage, it does not require that we be rugged individualists. The image of the macho who pulls himself up by his own bootstraps is a totally foreign one to the Christian faith. We're just not built that way, no matter what our world is shouting. We need each other, and when we work with each other, great things happen. Remember, Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 5 or verse 4, just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though many form one body, and each member belongs to the other. We are called to encourage one another. Call to encourage one another. And folks, that word encourage is that beautiful Greek word, parakalesi. Parakalesi. Remember the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor in John 14 is called the parakletos, the one who comes parallel alongside us and breathes fresh heart into us. He encourages us, he guides us. Parakletos, parakalesi. To encourage one another, to parakalesi one another, is to come alongside one another, to put your shoulder under that person's armpit and to carry them along the way. To come alongside that person and to breathe fresh heart into them. To breathe fresh heart into them. To encourage them to fulfill the calling and the purpose that God has placed upon their lives. And so, how do we do that? How do we do that? What kind of per person do you want to be in 2023? And so set yourself some goals. Folk, let me leave these goals with you. They're quite easy. Uh, set goals that are, are specific. Set goals that are measurable. In other words, kind of that you can actually uh, fulfill them that they are achievable, that they are realistic, and that they are time-bound. In other words, God, by the end of term one or the middle of the year, I want to fulfill this purpose that you've called me to fulfill. Be specific, be able to try and measure it, to achieve it, and be realistic about it. And then set a time frame to it. So again, the question, what are we trying to accomplish this year in our lives? What does that look like? Reminds me of a story 
where uh, a drought one winter threatened the crop in a village in Crete. And so this priest uh, told his flock to, uh, to come and they will, they will do a litany for rain. There's a picture up there with uh, two people, with uh, one with an umbrella and the other one not. And the priest told his flock, there isn't anything that will save us except a special litany of rain. Go to your homes, fast during the week, believe and come on Sunday for this litany of rain. The villagers heard him, fasted during the week, and went to the church on Sunday morning. But as soon as the priest saw them, he was furious. He said, go away. I will not do the litany. You do not believe. But Father, they protested, we fasted and we believed. Believe, the priest responded, and where are your umbrellas? Where are your umbrellas? In other words, if we're going to take that step of faith, if we're going to allow God to use us for his honor and for his glory, then we need to take that step of faith. And so, question we ask, what is our purpose in life? What kind of person do you want to be remembered for at the end of the year? Oh, I tried. Didn't try too hard, but, uh, you know, I didn't do too well. Or, you know what? God was able to reveal his plan and purpose, and I took one little step toward that. That's one step more than uh, I did the year before. I want to close off by reading your story about Oz Guinness, uh, an author and a social critic who was born in 1941. And you would have uh, seen many books uh, by him. Uh, and uh, two of his books, uh, the one is called The Call uh, and Finding Your Purpose in Life. Finding Your Purpose in Life. And the other one is called Rising to the Call. And he says this, In the early days of his Christian life, Os Guinness believed that he had to prove his commitment to Christ by becoming a pastor or a missionary. So urged by his spiritual mentors, he worked for a well-known church, but he was miserable. God changed his heart and refined it, calling through a random encounter at a gas station. Here's how Os Guinness described it. In the days before self-service gas stations, I just had my car filled up by the gas, with gas and enjoyed a marvelously rich conversation with a pump attendant. As I turned on the key and the engine to my car, a thought suddenly hit me with the force of an avalanche. This man was the first person I'd spoken to in a week who was not a church member. I was in danger of being drawn into a religious ghetto. Ten minutes of conversation with a friendly gas pump attendant on a beautiful spring evening in England, and I know once and for all I was not cut out to work full-time in a church. Instead, as Guinness continued to pray and seek God's guidance, he discovered that God was calling him to work in the world so he could use his gifts and build relationships with people who didn't know Christ. After God released Guinness from what he was not supposed to do, Guinness found the freedom to pursue God's true calling for his life. And so I pray that this year will be a year that you commit moving forward for God, that you risk to discover 
your life and your purpose and calling in his kingdom. And I want to encourage you to take that first step of faith. Faith like a mustard seed, as I said last week. But also to discover uh, and to long for his plan and purpose for what he has for you. However small or however big. And to find your purpose, your calling, and the joy that God has for you here at Lakeside, but also in the world. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word to our hearts. Thank you for our lives. Thank you for what you have called us to. Lord, we know that we cannot do it or accomplish anything in our own strength, but only by your holy purpose. Reveal it to us, we pray, Lord. Lord, as we take time out to seek your plan and your purpose, we pray that you'll reveal it to us. For your honor, for your glory. Lord, at the end of this year, we want to look back and say, wow, God was with us. To God be the fame and the honor and the glory. Help us to do this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.